What's up, everybody? It is Monday night, and you are listening to Ezekiel Social Club Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and I got a full house up in here tonight. It is on fleek. Trust me, you're going to want to listen to the whole episode to find out why I'm saying that. To my right, I got Nick. What up? And in front of me, I got Yamez. Hello. And then we got a special guest, and I'm calling him like the first audience member we've had on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim. Thanks for having me, guys. Dude, you're welcome. Thank you guys for being on. Definitely appreciate it. I do want to shout out the 11 greatest listeners that we have. So everybody has been crushing the play button. you kind of been slacking on the whole subscriber thing, though. I think the last time I checked, we had 300 and some listens uh, for all the episodes, but like only five or six subscribers. So you guys got to get better about crushing the uh, the that subscribe button. button. Yeah. And it was sucky. It was sucky because I sent it to James yesterday and I was like, hey, everything's going like pretty well. Like we're getting listens. And he's like, yeah, but they're not subscribing. <laughs> so thank you to the 11 greatest listeners uh, out there. Thanks, guys. We got some people that just go through and kind of play it back to back to back. All these episodes, there's only like four or five right now. So they're killing all of them. And then we need to add like three or four times that before they subscribe. Absolutely. And um, how was everyone's Monday? Mondays usually suck. Oh, today was my day off, so it was great. <sighs> Lucky man. Yeah. Well, I, I had worked eight days in a row, so it was about time I got a day off. No, that's true. Yeah. What about you, uh, Nick? It was a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> could you could yep. you enlighten us a tad? Thanks, Garfield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was, it, was a, it was a typical Monday, man. It was a I'll, long. It was a long day, man. We just had a little bit of busy started up and. Didn't quite have it all figured out for a lot of our stuff going on at work today and um, got stuck a couple hours late. So sorry for being a little bit tardy tonight showing up, but... Always got to be the diva, man. I know. Thank <laughs> you for waiting. wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes in like complaining that the table's wet from the Windex that I used and <laughs> wants, the, wants the moonlight, wants the mood lighting lower and... It's too cold in here. Sorry, the water. Yeah, sorry, the water isn't the right temperature. 38 degrees, I asked for 38. <sighs> he did. Uh, he did. Even though, Tim, you're not on the mic, how, how was your Monday? It was a beautiful day. He said it was a beautiful day. See, the only person with, like, optimism in this table. I, it was a beautiful day. I mean, I took a, I took an Epsom salt bath. I woke up at, like, noon. Jesus Christ, man. I ate mac and cheese. I mean, you can't beat that day off, you know what I mean? It's the best day. And I got Cadoba for dinner great day off i think my favorite part was the epsom salt bath yeah i needed it yeah tell you what las vegas is dry dry and like the first night there i woke up in the morning and i swear i I had to blow my nose and sand was just coming out of my nose how dry it was like i had a bloody nose the entire week and then the last day i was there the night i was gonna go out and have fun on the strip we had a dust storm so i was like i'm not gonna go out there and have like an asthma attack you know so i just gotta stay in a room that wouldn't wouldn't be good at all no it would suck so, but I mean, other than that the trip, that was pretty good. It was a good trip. That's it. That's anything. Did you, did you see Chris Angel? No, I did not see Chris Angel. Um, I don't think anybody ever really sees Chris Angel. He just kind of pops up whenever he wants to. Oh, that's exactly how that works. Yeah. 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 And I Tim, did. every time I, this, every time I push this button, that's the echo. So it's Chris Angel live. <laughs> I did see a lot of crazy other things. I mean, like. It is Vegas, it, though. It is Vegas. I mean, you, you see, like, on TV, you know, Vegas. I mean, you see all, like, the Elvis impersonators. Like, I didn't realize how many there were. I mean, there's a lot of Elvis impersonators. I mean, it, it, everything from, like, the, the young Mexican guy up to, like, the, the 90-year-old, <laughs> crusty old man uh, impersonating the king, you know. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. I, I gained a lot of weight because I ate a lot of good food over there. I was working. Yeah, we saw you checked in at, like, chick-fil-a and burger king and you know your typical <laughs> vegas staples so. it was well I had, I had bobby's burgers which is like bobby flay's burger place never heard of him oh yeah me either is that the podcast guy yeah something like that <laughs> he, I think he, he, he runs a podcast he's like a car dealer or something <laughs> the mopar uh, guy that's him yeah that's him segways all that stuff um i got some other good food um I think the staple was I had to go to Hell's Kitchen, which was Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. I saw you posted that. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty cool. That was really good. Um, I mean, I spent a lot of money there. I had, that was one of the secrets. That that was the only secret I had to keep from my wife is how much I spent at Hell's Kitchen. 
<laughs> you can share with us. Yeah, she's not listening. She's not a part of the 11 she's listeners. We there are no other said. secrets. Yeah. I spent a lot of money in Vegas. I shouldn't have. Um, well, you got to tell us what you ate. I got to know so, what you had that was yeah, so you did, good. He, so you did post a picture. Yes. And I'm going to be honest with you. It did not look appetizing. Oh, but so that's good. because you guys know me. I'm not into super fancy stuff. I'm so. also really bad at the Instagram food taking. So that doesn't no, help either. It just didn't look appetizing to me. It looked like it needed to be cooked. Did you get like... Well, the beef Wellington, even though it looked to be rare, it was the most tender piece of cut meat I've ever had. It was phenomenal. Isn't that his that's specialty? Good. That's like the beef Wellington yes, is one thing that, that he yeah. killed. Isn't yeah. beef Wellington, and I feel like he's always said risotto. That was always like the two things I always risotto. heard him say. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't have risotto with the beef Wellington. It was just mashed potatoes and like root vegetables, like okay. carrots and parsnips. But I had the scallops for the appetizer because I did like. They they had the option where you could just kind of pick like if you wanted an appetizer you get an appetizer and then you know the entree so on and so forth yeah. but then they had this other thing called the the prefix or prefee or something like that where you get the appetizer the entree and the dessert for like eighty nine ninety nine or something like that and of course I paired it with some wine I mean you uh, got to I guess right? yeah exactly so I had a glass of wine which is like a trig point merlot and then I had uh, the scallops as the appetizer beef Wellington for the entree and like some pudding cake for dessert I wasn't impressed Jesus. with pudding cake but okay. Yeah, I ate like a king. I made friends with a uh, with a Saudi prince while I was there, which is pretty crazy too. I mean, just because to show you that even a Saudi prince, yeah, eats at Hell's Kitchen. Well, I get mean, this of all, of all places. Thought, yeah, exactly. Did not <clears throat> prince pass away? Now is it yeah, a no? No, it's different prince. Is it a real prince or is it the guy that sends you the Craigslist email that says like, "Hey, I live like in a country that you don't even know. <laughs> if you send me this <laughs> money, I'll give you the prince. key." No, is, is it, that guy? He was definitely he was the son of one of the princes which means he's kind of the next in line sort of thing like i had a conversation with him it was kind of weird because when you go into hell's kitchen you actually have to be business casual like that is the dress code going to hell's kitchen is business casual and so i'm sitting down enjoying my meal or whatever and then these two guys come sit down and one of them's wearing just completely just lakers everything he's got like a lakers jersey on lakers hat lakers shorts he's got the (laughs) The purple and yellow Nikes on. Nice. He's got like this Letterman jacket that's got, you know, the Lakers on it. The other guy's wearing like a, he's got like a Deadpool jersey. He's wearing red and black, everything. He's got the red and black Nikes on and stuff like that. I'm like, these guys, you know, like, like this business casual up here walking up in the hills, whatever. And uh, just the way they were talking to the the server, I was like, well, these guys are kind of rude. You know, like, like, oh, you got any bread? He's like, no, we ain't got, we don't have a bread service. He's like, oh, what kind of establishment you don't have a bread service, you know? I was like, man, these guys are being jerks. They must be from this where we are. Not, not the yeah. Olive Garden. Well, actually, get this. The, uh, the the guy he was with actually did his mechanical engineering degree at UNC Charlotte. That makes sense. Which was crazy. That's not a plug. No, but he works for Halliburton yeah. now, so yeah. definitely they're in the oil business. But the guy with the Lakers stuff on, I had kind of saw his Nikes, and I'm like, I'm like, I know those Nikes. I mean, those are expensive Nikes. And I was like, I was like, I really like your Nikes, dude. He was like, oh, thanks, man. You know, we just had a conversation. And uh, he asked where I was from. I said, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's how I learned about his friend. I said, where are you guys from originally? He's like, oh, we're from Kuwait, that area. And I said, okay, cool. He's like, I'm actually, my my father is a Saudi prince who, you know, is part of this family and then went into detail about it, stuff like that. I'm like, that's wild, you know? And so we had a good long conversation about that and what they were doing. And I guess they're kind of like just on a tour, you know, hitting up all the tourist spots in the United States and then flying back to Dubai. Ask him if he wants to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, they invited me out. They're like, oh, come out to this club with us tonight. I'm like, ah, I got to work tomorrow. I like, really can't, you know. And on top of that, like, I'm in a place I don't know. This is Vegas. One, I ain't got the money to spend at this kind of club this guy's going to go to. That's true. Two, if he's not the Saudi prince he says he is, I could wind up in a ditch or in a bathtub full of ice. So, Very true. Yeah. It's interesting that he would share that information so willingly. You know, He's like, a nice guy. I yeah. mean, it's just interesting to be sitting at a table, like I'm sitting at a table, and Tim's like, hey, man, I like those hey dudes. And I'm like, oh, cool. Man, I'm a Saudi prince. <laughs> we had a much longer conversation than that. It wasn't like, hey, how's the mashed potatoes? Oh, great. Hey, by the way, I'm a Saudi prince. He's like, so, you know, I, can get, I can get mashed potatoes way better in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. If he had kind of a southern accent, not saying he did. No, he had he had a very much Middle Eastern accent. Well, that's cool. Would you recommend going back to Viva Las Vegas? Yeah, absolutely, I would. I mean, there's still a lot more I want to see, a lot more I want to do. So I definitely would want to take you know Allie. Full, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do. I don't want to do more than like 
two or three days. So like a, a weekend getaway is perfectly fine. Any longer than that, it's like I'm ready to get the heck out of here because, I mean, that the dryness out there kills you. And the money. No, I'm what sure. What was the weather like? Because you were there, it's, I mean, it's February. So like, what is the weather like out there now? Because in summer, it's like 112. It was. It, it's very much like Charlotte's weather, believe it or not. Um, <clears throat> it was the same temperature as Charlotte, just it, it started getting a little colder when that dust storm came in, and then it snowed the day that I left. So they were starting to get colder weather to coming out of the mountains. I heard about a snowstorm. Yeah. I didn't think about that. L.A. and all that. from. Yeah, Atlanta, I got out just in time. Vegas. Yeah. Their airport but. would be completely shut down. Yeah, it would have been. Well, I mean, 90% of the flights were actually canceled, which is crazy because of the weather out there. But, you know, I don't your, know. Your Not Saudi bunch. friend's got a private jet. Yeah. I could have asked him to use it. We could have chillaxed on that jet. You could have. So I'm glad you had a great time. And I joked with you last time that you were going to come up missing. And I'm glad that you didn't come up missing. Nope. I don't have enough ransom money to handle whatever would have occurred. That's okay. I mean, I guess that we all could have put our money together, but I don't know if it would have gotten you very far. Well, I mean, there's only two. Tim is shaking his head no. Before. So Tim's already saying no to this. Do you know how yeah, much man. plane tickets are to Vegas right now? No, no, no. 500 is, I think, what said on my ticket. 500 round trip. <sighs> They're harder to get. I used to... I have never been to Vegas, okay? I flew through Vegas one time, but last year we had a trip out west. We were supposed to have a connecting flight in Vegas. I thought Vegas would be the easiest airport ever to fly in or out of because everyone goes to Vegas from all over the country. But no, there was not a single flight, and every flight that we could find was like 1200 bucks. I've Maybe the time of year we went, whatever. It must have been the time of year because, I mean, it wasn't too bad this time. I mean, I don't know. The company that flew me out there may have, like, discounts or something like that, but... It wasn't that bad when I looked at the actual price of it on the actual itinerary. So, but, yeah. Sounds like you had a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. If you I go back, time. are you going to take Allie to Hell's Kitchen? Maybe. Either that or she, she's a Bobby Flay fan, so maybe mm-hmm. not to the Amalfi, which is Bobby Flay's restaurant there. In is that the seafood space? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but, I mean, I'd... It seemed really nice in there, so I think that's where she would want to go to be to the mall. See, like that's the thing; they're going to all these like fancy places. I mean, Ashley, we're trying to find like these dive bars. We're like, <laughs> absolutely, I want a smash burger. I don't even know who this Bobby Flay guy is. See, they have In and Out there. I was going to do In and Out, but that was yeah, that'd have been place. nice. Yeah, that'd have so, been good. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys want to hear some uh, some trending news? Yeah. So Nick. So James is the only one who's been so excited for a cocaine bear. <laughs> like, swear to God, this dude has not stopped talking about cocaine bear. The day I bet he even knew before the movie was going to be released. He called before it got released. He's at, talked about it. Nick, of course, was tired of hearing about it. It has done very well in the box office, and it grossed $25 million. An opening weekend? Yes. Opening weekend is, that's not bad. Guys, we should just go and make a, a video review podcast of the cocaine bear i'd be down the cool part of it though is that they already have a spinoff of cocaine bear coming and you'll never guess what it's called cocaine lamb no one more guess Uh, is it is it heroin bear no No. it is do you say mountain lion no it is attack of the meth gator (laughs) (laughs) meth gator (laughs) wait wait, wait, let me guess this happens in florida Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> no, I thought that was great. Attack of the Meth Gator. Because I think there's a there's obviously a market for like low budget horror movies. Well, now there's even a even a bigger market of lower lower low budget movies. So I love it. Sharknado opened the window for all these to occur. Terrible movies to come in, and I mean that was impressive though. Cocaine Bear has no. Well, who's the biggest actress in that movie? Tara Reid. Are you making Tara that Reed up? Or are you just throwing that I out made there? That up. What's so the, like, what's that other lady's name? <laughs> Did you just say <laughs> the other lady who was in? Uh, I try to get. I mean, I hope to give real good information, like real information to people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Google it. We start over. Figure out what it is. <laughs> who's the, anyway, Tim's got to Tim, fact Tim's check. Got it. But what I was saying is, like, they have you have very little. Um, it's not like they have like you know a list celebrities in the movie, and for it to do really well opening weekend and twenty five million, and then talk about a spinoff, it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I'd be down to go. Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta. Oh, that yeah. must have been his last. Oh, that was his it's last one that he did before he passed away. Yeah. And who was the other one? The guy. Dude, there's a lot of people in this. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't read. You got Jesse Ferguson from Jesse Ferguson. Uh, the, the, the Modern Family. Yeah. Modern okay. Family. Yeah. You got Christopher Isjuice from uh, uh, HBO. 
John Stark. He got me on that one. I don't know if you guys can hear, but Tim's having a brain fart over here. Yeah. He's doing our checking for us. Uh, but it sounds like Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So okay. So Game it does Thrones. actually have a good casting of people. Okay. Why? Well, it's got an A. My bad. It's a B list movie with A list actors. It's a B list movie with D list plot. Which I like. I mean, but I think the best time I've had watching movies is probably watching Steven Seagal B-list movies with you guys and just criticizing it the entire time. That's the way to watch a movie, not just sit there and, you know, in silence the entire time. Just sit there and make fun of it. No, I I love those those times where we just get together and watch the uh, Seagal movies. You got to get into it as a as an audience member. You really got to participate. What yeah. good is a movie if you can't participate? <laughs> exactly. Very true. I agree. So I was excited about Cocaine Bear. The other one that is coming out is we're going to be doing another It movie. Hmm. This one's going to be based in uh, Derry, Maine. Derry, Maine. I'll be honest. I wasn't a fan of any of them. Maybe the first one. Like, I just... The, I think, like, the, the original one? one? Yeah, like, yeah, when, was it the 80s or 90s? Uh, I mean, I watched it when I was young, you know, without my yeah. parents' permission, and I think, like, after that, I was like, I'm not going to bother. It was okay. It just wasn't anything that I would write home about, because you didn't like it, Tim. Tim shaking his head, no. It's like a two-hour-long movie. Yeah, so they're coming out with another one. Uh, the director said that the idea is to try to build off of basically the original and kind of the remake, so to speak, mm. um, build off of those. And it'd be based in Derry, Maine. So mm. Shout out to that. Uh, the other movie I'm not excited about is it is rumored that Wayne's World 3 is coming out. And I hated wow. both of them. Mike Myers is like 70 years old now. I just never, I never got into the Wayne's World thing. I'm not a big Gar. Mike Myers fan. I just don't think he's like that great of an actor. I don't know. Uh, he plays one role and one role only, and that's the goofy. Austin Powers is pretty funny. It's not. I love Austin Powers movies. I'm sorry. The, I, yeah, the first one I thought was fun, but after that, it is the the gimmick is what I'll call it. The gimmick just got tired. I got tired of the constant gimmick. <laughs> Tim cool. is over here freaking out right now. <laughs> I'm with Tim on this one. I think what well, I, I think Tim's gonna have to get a microphone for the next one because I think he has much more to say about this. Mm -hmm. Tim's like, I want to try it out, but now he's like, I got to get on this. How <laughs> dare you guys? Um, so yeah, Wayne's World Three is rumored to come out again. Um, not a big, not not uh, not gonna write home about that one. Uh, John Wick Four is set to release this year. So that's another one I think they're gonna run it out kind of like uh, you know. Uh, Good Lord, yeah, John. Ten movies later, yeah. To be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn up the echo effect. John Wick, seventeen, one man, one desire. In in theaters now. They're gonna keep running this out. <laughs> and that's another thing. And then they're like, oh, he's he's done more more training than his previous movies and blah blah. blah. I'm like, there's only so much he could do. There's so much he can do. Killing man. somebody. I, I mean, mean, I like I like the movies. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, John Wick four. Oh, yeah, John sometime. Wick. Yeah. Then. The other one that's kind of interesting is they're coming out with the new Grinch set out for this year. Is it going to be another one of those animated things? <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's going to be animated, but here's the fun part. It has nothing to do with Dr. Seuss, <clears throat> and it has nothing to do with the original creators or like the original developers. So it's almost basically like I'm creating my own Grinch movie, so it has nothing to do at all with Dr. Seuss. I hate what is going to be about? interesting. I hate when they do that. When they just take the Grinch and just be like, oh, it's going to be a completely different story. It's going to be like, it's set, the Grinch after Christmas. It's supposed to set out um, September of this year is when it releases. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Not even at Christmas time. Mm -mm. So I'm thinking it's going to go a whole nother. I don't know. I guess I can be kind of optimistic on this one because sometimes that does work out. But Yeah, I think, it, I think they released the title. I think it's supposed to be like how the Grinch saved Christmas. I think is what their title they're running with, but... I thought that was interesting that it has nothing to do with the original creator at hmm. all. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, out of all of those, none of those really sound that great to me. No. Except for maybe the cocaine bear when it goes directly to my TV. I, I guess for free really, is outside of the movies, TV shows that I'm excited for is the new season, not only of Mandalorian, but also squid games. Oh, they're doing another one. Season. I haven't yeah. seen either one. But I've never seen Mandalorian. Oh, not losers. <laughs> <laughs> not losers. Huh? My wife and Come I watch on. nothing but trash TV, and I sit there and like either read a book or play on my phone. All <clears throat> excuse me, and she's We're sitting there watching. Cold. Oh, they're watching The Bachelor tonight, right? Smut. Yeah, they're yeah. watching that. Yeah. whatever. That's been Usually. around for what thirty year, thirty years now. Same guy. Yeah. It just but. makes no sense because, like, she, I, I don't get it, dude. I'll never understand why why they watch 
that particular show. Like she's, uh, my wife is watching some other Love at First Sight. Mm-hmm. Tim shaking his head. Yes, he's obviously seen yeah, it. My wife. Um, it's that. not as bad, but when she's watching, like, um, she was watching some uh, another dating reality show the other day. I don't even know what it was, and the language, like the the type of language they were speaking on. The show, one of the girls said something like, "But like, just don't lie to me unless you're like railing me." <laughs> like that's literally what she said was if you're going to lie to me at least rail me <laughs> and this is what is on our television set like people are watching this garbage just, just killing brain cells i don't get it because uh, you have like 30 you'll have 30 what beautiful women they're all attractive even the dudes look you know good you have 30 beautiful women not the brightest people though and you look at them like damn how can you guys not find love yeah. and then they start talking and you're like oh, oh. i get it oh, i get it yeah, you're not writing thesis papers, honey. I get it. My wife has been watching The Circle, and I, that's just not something I uh, can't get. Yeah, she's watched but that, like, too. You yeah. know, you have to figure out who's catfishing and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just terrible TV. I cringe. But my body starts cringing. So I, bad. Stacey and I have watched that one, too. You know what I like about that one, though, is that no one is actually like a bad person, I feel like. like. No one on that show is really vindictive or out to get someone else. Yes, they're trying to trick other people, but they all want to be there to win the money, right? Yeah. But it's not like, oh, yeah. I'm going to hurt this person's feelings or I'm going to make sure she's miserable here, like like all these other stupid dating shows. Yeah. You have the people in the circle, they're all just trying to win. And they'll play whatever angle they have to, but they're not complete trash to each other. And like at the that. end, like when, they all, when they all finally meet each other, they're all like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. I can't believe this is who you really are. I can't believe this was you the whole time. They're I haven't all just seen nice people. the show to, to really see that. But every, every time I do see, you know, snippets of it or whatever, she's just watching at the time. I mean, they are typically very nice to each other. Mm. Like, it's the know, least trashy of trashy TV. Yeah, I guess. And there's a lot out there. Yeah. I started, uh, she wants me to try to start watching Outer Banks. I couldn't get into, I couldn't no. get, Tim's giving me the thumbs up. Uh, Allie's watching um, that one too. <clears throat> I couldn't get uh, into it. It wasn't because of the show was bad. It's because this weekend, literally on Saturday, we didn't do anything but sit in the in the couch on the couch. The TV was on, but it never was on a show. I told Nick this the other day. Like we sat for five hours just on the in. I was sitting in the one chair. She was on the on the couch for five hours just on our phones, and it was a magical really? magical Saturday. Hmm. But um, I did put it on, and I couldn't. I could because I'm still trying to follow up on you. Because you, okay, Tim's giving another thumbs up. He just finished the first part of. Okay, perfect. It's only like five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only watched episode Uno of the new season, but I loved it. was a show that I never thought I would actually like, and then I got addicted to it. But the problem is now everybody's saying how terrible it is and how the newest season is bad, and it's making me not want to watch it, which is unfair. Spinning around, talking to hey Tim. All right, so uh, there's Tim. This is Tim. So, Welcome, to Sharon. I, I have I have respect for Joe or the guy who plays Joe because of this one thing. His intimate scenes this season have been cut drastically because he wants to respect the relationship with his wife, so he is asked to cut all scenes that are that way now yes I've, hmm. I've seen the first half there's there's a couple but it's not as aggressive as it's been in the past so uh it's a good husband right it's there. it's actually not bad it's it, it kind of reminds me of um a couple different movies in, in in the past because it's like this this higher group of people who are who are better than everybody else and you got this 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 joe that is not as good as everybody. And it's actually Joe, like Jojo, right? Yeah. yeah. So like the movie skulls mm-hmm. is, it's very, very similar to that movie. It's whatever you want to call the first five episodes that they've released. It's actually pretty bad. It's not bad. Hmm. I never watched Maybe it. Maybe I'll have to sit down and watch it with her. The first episode I think so. or the first season, I never watched it with her at all. She watched the whole thing. Now she's caught up to whatever you can watch. The max you can watch up until now has been released. And I watched like one episode and I'll tell you what, dude, I was hooked. I was like, I got to figure out where this plot is going. Like, what's <laughs> happening in this show? But I feel like I'm too far gone. Like, I can't go back and... You can't catch up when you're halfway through season two and you haven't watched no. season one. Especially with a really thick plot like that. It It's not worthwhile. So I don't want to watch it. That's pretty much it, though. Like, there's no other shows that I've really dove into. Mm-hmm. Like, I went back and started rewatching like, Vikings, you know, Vikings and, you know, that kind of I stuff. I did that but, with Sopranos. 
but yeah, that's about it. I found myself in a, I'll find a show that I want to watch and then I'll end up going and just watching reruns of the office Yeah, or something that I'm consistent with. But that's really about it though. As far as like TV shows, I do like the office. Who doesn't love the office? I don't know. I feel like you guys watch a lot more TV than I do. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't watch watch a lot of TV. (laughs) Your table's wet. Your TV's on. Here we go. (laughs) God. Um, I made me think about it, though, since I didn't do anything over the weekend except for sit and be lazy. Um, I was going down some rabbit holes on on the internet trying to research some stuff, and I found, like, I don't think, none of us at the table, I know you guys well enough, nobody at this table really uses slang for the most part. Like nobody really uses slang words. And so it made me go down this rabbit hole of looking up what we were saying in the late nineties, early two thousands compared to mm-hmm. what kids think slang is today. <clears throat> and I will go on record. We were way better. Our slang from the nineties, two thousand way better. Oh, I agree. So I have a list. I have a list and I want to read them out. And if I you agree. guys have said this, um, tell me, so the first, so we're going, we'll do nineties first. Okay. Uh, or 2000s, really. Um, as if. Yep. Which really isn't against slang. Um, it's not really slang, but as if. I don't think the guys use that one as much as the females. No. Um, I do remember the bomb. Yeah. Always. Always the bomb. Oh, yeah. Like Tim's Barbecue. Or fat. The bomb. Like, that, that's, that's fat. Like P-H-A-T. Oh, fat. That, one, that one's on here as well. P-H-A-T. Yep. Yeah. You hear that one too. Yep. Um, all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not, not really slang, but whatever. Um, booyah. Booyah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was on the list. Or what's up? Uh, fly. Like, Yo, Tim. That's, she's a fly, fly. man. Huh? Um, my bad, which again. Yeah, well, I a, still use that one to this I, day. Yeah, all the time. I just um, always apologize. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. My bad, my bad. Um, and then uh, this is a girl, another female one. No duh. Yeah. Like I heard mm-hmm. that one a lot. No um, doubt. Uh, chillax. Chillax? Chillax? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or take a chill pill. That's not what Yeah. Um, yo, let's bounce, man. Let's bounce. Hey, Tim, let's bounce up out of here. Um, why you clowning, Tim? Why you clowning? Clowning. That's another one. And then the last one that was on the list of like the top 20 was crunk. Yo, you trying to get crunk. crunk. That was yeah. later on in the, the 2000s. Like, yeah, I feel like. that wasn't like early that on. That was like early 2000s. <clears throat> and then, mid 2000s, maybe. And then if you go, if you go, what do you have from the 90s or 2000s? Uh, I got bling. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Noob. You know, newbie. Yeah, true. It was one. I see what you did there. Believe it or not, that's slang. It doesn't sound like slang, but you know, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start saying that one. Sketch or sketchy. Oh, sketch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> then, then word. Oh, word. 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 Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that's quite a. I mean, there is quite a few I wrote down. I can always just go. But and there's so the, many of them. The ones that they put on the the top twenty from. 2022 was uh, ghosted. Mm-hmm. I think that's being used more these days than yeah. Uh, slaps. They probably added that to slaps. the Merriam-Webster. Yeah, like, that's, bro, that's in the slaps, dictionary man. now. I bet it is. It's fire. It's lit. Uh, catfish. Uh-huh. It's that's not really a slang. It's just more of a term. But low key, low key, mm-hmm. savage, down low, goat. Have you heard of high key? Huh? No, no. <laughs> Who made that up? Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I Nick. heard it. Um, no, I really have heard that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, drip. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a stupid one. The dumbest one is cap. Bro, cap and no cap. I wrote those down. Cap is dumb. Cap or no cap. That's like kind of dumb. Bussin. Bussin. That's just as bad. That's just as bad. I got a quick story. Uh, <laughs> Bussin. All right. So there is a... I There's a really small breakfast diner in Locust. That's it, is it busting? Well, they got a sign out front, right? And they're only open from like what five in the morning until like noon. They close. The very oh, yeah. front, the sign like two weeks ago said, "This bacon be busting." <laughs> <laughs> I read it going to work one day. I was like, "This is hilarious." It, it did say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for churches to start using yeah. it. Like loving Jesus is busting. Yeah, like something like that. That's the good old. I'm just gonna. Oh, I, I can say their name. It's the Sunrise Grill. Yeah. They live good yeah, food, a little Sunrise I, Grill. I, you better get not. in there early, though. That line's out the door. <sighs> yeah, that drive through that, that drive through won't fleek, though. <laughs> they they do. That's how I did that. <laughs> no cap. No cap, bro. Um, I feel like that's that's a, a place that you need to hit up like a night after getting trashed. <laughs> it's basically the Waffle House of this area. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Bussin. Bussin. Uh, 
The next one isn't really, so this is what I found that the kids are doing. This isn't slang. This is just being lazy. So instead of sp- saying suspicious, yo, sus. that's sus. Yeah, it's sus. Because you can't put the other letters on there. Um, the other one is I-C-Y-M-I. No idea. In case you missed it. Why don't you just type in case you missed it? Oh, I mean, gosh. this isn't hard. Uh, yeet. I believe it or I not, how do you I use, use that, that a, one. How do you use that in a, a sentence? Yeet. It's when you throw something. Okay, that's weird. For, you want to go for distance. I'm just going to so say, uh, how, about, how about Tim threw? How about we use Tim threw something? I'm not going to say Tim yeeted it. The last two was, I do like this one, bougie. Bougie. I do like bougie. Okay. And uh, last but not least is totes because it's hard to say totally. I, every time I hear that word, I can't help but think about like uh, James Earl Jones. Totes, my goats. Totes. That commercial. The list went on for like forever though. And a lot of them weren't even, I don't know, not even really slang, but it brought back some good memories. I don't remember... I don't remember saying, I mean, I know I said to bomb probably about a thousand times, but I don't remember saying half of these. I do remember the girls always saying all that in a bag of chips and then whatever, mm-hmm. like it was whatever to anything you would say. You could be like, Hey, are we going outside for PE or whatever? No, that's a legitimate question. Like that's, I know whatever. So that's the, well, that's also a lot of these slang words. We didn't use a lot in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh has their own slang, their own language. Okay, so James, Jesus Christ. We know James, you're from <laughs> Pittsburgh, James. They do, they do things differently there. Bruh, 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 uh, yeah, bruh, yeah. We the used bro a lot back then too, though. Yeah, you hear it. You oh, hear me. it definitely a lot now, Almost. though. I can go to any mall in the area, and there's always going to be a kid named. Uh, let's see, there's going to be usually a Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Connors. Um, they'll be saying bruh, 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 bruh. Oh. Chads. Yeah, bruh. Chads and Karens, I think, is another new one too, a slang for somebody. That's true. I didn't really hear that growing up. It wasn't you were being a Karen. It was just you being an ass. Yeah, that's how it was back then. Pretty much. But I haven't heard Chads until really recently. Like we've had Karens for a couple of years. Within like last two years, yeah. I think that's when Chads. I haven't heard Chads. Yeah. I, haven't I agree with I agree with him on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so I thought it was kind of cool. Um, me and Ashley were talking about it, going back and forth from kind of the two thousand slang to today. I still think we're better. That's sick. I also think we're better. I like that, bro. <laughs> man, that's fire, that man. That's fire, man. That's fire. Lit. This episode is bussin'. fire. It's but yeah, I want to start trying to use that more bussing. You got to put emphasis on the. Beat. You got it to. You can't say it normal. Yeah. You got to like when the waitress bussin'. when the waitress comes over and says, "How was your food?" You have to be like, "It was bussing," and then let her see what she says. I imagine she's gonna look at you and just this just there'll be awkward, awkward silence. Yeah, awkward silence. Uh, so there's another one Tim's holding up. Is that Riz? Riz. Riz. What is that? One's ability to seduce a potential, usually female, love interest. Sheesh. So instead of saying wooing, like, yo, you trying to woo that girl? Carter got that Riz. Now is yo, <laughs> he got that Riz. That looks like a personality trait. I can't keep up with all this. I can't keep up with this, with the slang. I think one of my favorites is that's like That's like my favorite one. I use that one more than anything. I think my favorite is one that you do where you do this. <laughs> I gotta, we gotta re-record that. That was, that was a terrible take. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. James had a good, had a good topic to dive into, which I think Nick has done some research. I've done very, very little, so this is gonna definitely not be me. But James wanted to kind of dive in a little bit to the uh, artificial intelligence or artificial intelligence. Yeah, I'm already screwing it yeah. up. Kind of the AI stuff. Um, yeah. I do, there is a movie that's currently out. Have you guys seen it? It's uh, do what? Is it Megan? It looks creepy, creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah the, Megan the with the doll. Yeah, I yeah, was gonna watch yeah. it, but I didn't. I was too busy sitting on the couch. I didn't watch that one yet either. On TikTok. So actually, what made me think of this idea is when I was in Vegas and I was watching a movie in the room. I watched Moonfall. Not a great movie. <laughs> okay, by any means. Um, some of the actors are just you know their acting is terrible. It's it's a Halle Berry movie, so she's like the only A list. Well, there's one other actor, but I can't ever remember his name. Um, but it's a movie about they find out that the moon's orbit is getting closer and closer to Earth, like at an alarming rate. Mm. And so, <clears throat> you know, the moon crashes to Earth, sort of thing. It's really close in orbit, and it's tearing the Earth apart, causing all these strange gravitational anomalies and stuff like that. And so Halle Berry is an astronaut with this other astronaut, you know, they have to fly to the moon to figure out what's going on and try to destroy whatever's causing this, this problem with the moon. It turns out that there is this entity that's coming out of the moon and only goes after like electronic devices or electronic devices that contain life forms like humans. 
And so they go to the moon and they try to, you know, figure out what's going on. Um, and they find out that it's artificial intelligence that's causing this. And it was artificial intelligence that was created by humanity's ancestors, wow. like in their, the outer reaches of space. And so they had created this artificial intelligence, but the artificial intelligence turned against the humans and basically started killing them off. And so that's how the earth and the moon was created. The moon was actually an arc that was being used to basically create this planet, which was earth. But talking about it or watching that movie actually had me thinking, I'm like, you know, the current AI models that we have, which is like chat GPT, which is like the language based learning model. And then you've got other things that, you know, just are like AI art generation. And I started thinking about that sort of thing. I'm like, man, AI is getting pretty good. Like if I were to pull up, um, the one I use is called um, uh, Leonardo AI, I think. And if I were to pull that up on my phone right now and give it a prompt and say, hey, draw me this. It'll draw me that picture to the best of its abilities. And it's pretty darn good. Um, I could say, draw me a picture or paint me a picture in the style of Van Gogh, and it'll paint <clears throat> me a picture in a style of Van Gogh. It's is it just wild. a blank screen that you well, interact with, or how does that work? Yeah, so I'm not, it's it's more so in the browser, and I'm on their whitelist, and it's you know it's a it's a program that you have to get whitelisted for if you're a developer. I don't know what that means. Yeah, we don't know. Whitelisted what that means. means like you're you're on their list, so you can use their program. <laughs> if you're not on the whitelist, you can't use the program. As long as you're not blacklisted, <clears throat> right? Yeah. That means you can't it's the opposite it. of blacklisting. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of that. Um, well, it's well since he's while he's looking at that. Yeah. I did download Chad GPT or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, and I wanted to ask AI a question. So I asked the question was write me um, write me an essay on the downfall of humanity, and I'm going to read it. It's pretty damn good. good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So it was the downfall of humanity. Uh, The downfall of humanity is a concept that has been explored in many books, films, and philosophies. It has roots in various uh, religious and cultural beliefs, and these beliefs can have a major impact on how people view and approach the subject. The most popular of these beliefs is that humanity is doomed to eventually perish, becoming extinct due to some catastrophic event or a series of events. Many religious uh, and philosophical traditions argue that deterioration of human values and morality will be the root cause of mankind's existence. One of the primary reasons for decline of humanity is a lack of personal responsibility. When people fail to take responsibility for their own actions, they become increasingly reliant on others. And when these individuals ultimately fail to fulfill their responsibilities, the decline of humanity begins. In an organized society, everyone needs to be, everyone needs to abide by certain guidelines and principles so that the community is able to sustain itself and its citizens. When these guidelines and principles are broken down, either by those in power or position, that will cause the downfall of humanity. That is like straight brutal. Coming straight from AI. From, yeah. Yeah. Tim Tim is like, oh. It's it's scary stuff. But here's the thing about it. Like, we haven't created i mean we kind of have created the 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 model for ai to kind of learn but it's only learning language it's not learning emotion and i think that's what we're keeping out of it is we're keeping out human intuition and human emotion out of the ai model which i think you know that's what we need to do if we want to make this safe in the future but right now like people are like oh will ai replace humans in certain aspects i think you know in certain career fields certain jobs it might replace humans but there's there's so much that goes into like a profession you know what i mean like human intuition human mm-hmm. emotion uh it needs the human touch whereas ai could assist us tremendously in that i don't think it'll ever replace humans maybe in some career fields not in medical not in law enforcement not trades and stuff like that oh here's the picture so i asked it to to draw me three guys doing a podcast in a style of van gogh it looks and like, it literally is a picture of three guys doing a podcast looking like Van Gogh. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the style of Van Gogh. No story, and it's it's so good. wallpaper on the background. Yeah. That's exactly. Incredible. I mean, I could ask it to do anything. And that one is actually used for 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 uh, like game assets and stuff like that. I can ask it to, to give me 2D pixel characters and it'll give me like a actual 3D pixel character, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think like 
a lot of people are so worried about AI right now. I mean, we haven't perfected it by any means. I mean, look, we're using it in Teslas and stuff like that. And it's able to to understand what's around it, what's in its environment, and run the code and the necessary, um, you know, uh, uh, algorithms to to get it from point A to point B. But it's still lacking so much. I think you hit the nail on the head where you have to have a level of human connection in professions, in certain professions. Um, but AI is really good. I feel like at menial tasks, like uh, what what major any kind of sorting or shipping facility doesn't use some kind of a computer program or just computer, any, anything in general to adjust where things are placed, where things are packaged, how things are shipped, right, yeah. what trucks they go on. Like everything is all sorted by computers. And it, well, I mean, it's human prompts, but it goes into that fact where, I mean, it could, it could really help us out in that aspect when it comes to one doing calculations or I mean, complex problems that humans have a hard time you know, deciphering. That's the thing about humans. Like we have so much other stuff going on in our brains. Our brains are capable of a lot of things, but there's a lot of stuff subconsciously that we can't think about, which is the complexity of certain tasks. And that's the thing about AI. And I think that's how it's going to help us in the future is it's going to basically fill that void for us and help us perform these complex tasks, these complex decisions without us getting too much into it and thinking too much about it because we have other factors going into it. We've got, you know, the emotion we've got, you know, uh, bias, you know, so so many other things going into making complex decisions that why not leave that up to AI to do? You know, I think what I'm there's saying? like trusting your gut has got to be something that you do in that, a really intense yeah. situation. The intuition, yeah. I would, I don't think I would like AI to take over that. Mm -hmm. Just in regards, like in a life or death situation, I don't want my decision making to be based on a computer. Yeah. And and maybe it's maybe my decision's wrong. I don't know, but it's my life experience. It's my comfort level. It's what I feel confident doing or, or safe doing and i'm thinking more so like i'm going to use the medical career field as kind of an example like if you have a physician like a like a general hospitalist somebody comes into the emergency department and they've got uh symptom a symptom b symptom c symptom d with x medical history well then the the physician doesn't have to go and you know do all these different tests and so on and so forth it could be like okay we're going to feed this to ai and see what ai's got to say about it and ai may spit out a diagnosis or it may say further testing is needed and then we can go to further testing i mean even that we could just you know get lab work and feed it through ai and say like well this is what's going on and these are the risk factors that they also have but it's never going to replace a doctor you know it's never going to replace that bedside manner it's never going to replace that intuition it's just that it's going to be something that's going to it's going to be there for us to prompt and assist us in in doing our jobs to a higher degree it's just got the ability to, to go through so much data uh -huh. Like you can go through thousands and thousands of different cases of the same thing. Um, not to dive too deep into it, but I was talking to Stacy about this before uh, we came down and she mentioned there's like a database specifically with prostate cancer and other ailments and, and different diseases, but they're able to base treatment plans on thousands and thousands of cases that have been recorded. And you can go into AI and say, Hey, this is the, the patient size. This is a diagnosis. How can we treat this the best way? Um, and they're able to kind of get pretty close to what's called, I guess, um, contouring or outlining the organ structures and the bodies and yeah. where the cancer is probably spreading to. And they're able to kind of see that based on all this data from the past. But it would take so many years to do that. Mm -hmm. So the, the supercomputer side of it, being able to process information is just unreal. Yeah. I mean, it would it would certainly help out in that aspect. That's what I'm talking about, like, the, you know, the complex things like that. Um, it's just there's so many other things that come along with it too. Like there could be so many different ethical problems that, that you introduce to the world by using AI to start replacing humans. If it ever becomes a possibility, I mean, people need jobs. You know, if you start replacing people with robots and AI, it's like, what's going to happen to the economy? You know, what's going to happen to the population? You know what I mean? You know, well, cheaper labor, free labor. I mean, if you can have a robot do the work of 20 people, mm -hmm. then why do you need people? Yeah, but then you got 20 people who are out of jobs and then, you know, how many people are relying on those 20 people? So, I mean, it's like, it's going to hurt the population. It's going to hurt the economy. It'd be a problem. And I don't think, you know, a lot of the big corporations, they just want to save money, so they don't care about that. Well, because they've already said about putting AI in fast food restaurants. So mm -hmm. imagine like McDonald's, <clears throat> excuse me, imagine McDonald's getting rid of the employees and just having AI control it. 
and their theory was you'd have consistency. You'd always have the right order. You would never have anything wrong because the computer would always be doing what it's trained to do. But then you would put out a whole entire restaurant of people without jobs. Maybe they'd keep one or two on just to turn the lights on, but that could be AI as well. Mm. So that's kind of some of the arguments I've seen. And to piggyback on that, there was actually a, there's a bar in Vegas inside Caesar's Palace that I actually had walked by. There's nobody working there. It's just a robot with an, it's just a robot arm. And wow. you just, you just type in what you want on the little pad or whatever. It does the, all the mixing, puts the drink on the counter and the server, there's only one server working. The server comes and grabs it, takes it to the table. Kind of like in the Back to the Future, when he goes to the future. Pretty much. And the little, yeah, the TV comes up and asks him what he wants, and the Coke pops up. Yep. It's It was crazy to see that. I was like, wow, that is wild. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. On my, go ahead, don't say Passengers, yes. Good movie. Great movie. That's oh, yeah. That, AI yeah, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, Passengers, and, and they hit on it perfectly. Perfectly. There's so many different movies when it comes to AI that I could just, that we could talk about all day. I mean, like, uh, iRobot's another good one, too. And I talk about the ethical portion of things when we actually give AI human emotion and give it the, mm -hmm. the ability to think yeah. and feel like humans, how much of a nightmare that can become. Because if it realizes, like, I'm alive, right? Where all of a sudden this AI is like, I want to live. Well, sorry, we got to <laughs> shut you down. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to shut me down. And then as you know, the rights and all that stuff. So that's when I think in the future, if we ever, ever, whatever madman decides they want to do that, I think that's when we can really have a problem. And that's why we have to be careful in that aspect. Yeah. I went down another rabbit hole with the uh, chat GPT again. Oh man. Yeah. And I ask it one more, day. ask it one more essay question. I ask it if, um, I said, write me an essay about how social media is bad for us. And James is already like away. So I thought this one, this one's a little shorter, but it says social media can be a great tool for staying connected with friends, family, colleagues, and loved ones, keeping up with ever changing news and discovering new trends. With the rise of the digital age, it has become easier than ever to access online content, such as videos, articles, and messages. However, the same technology that helps so many has actually become a huge detriment to our well-being, both physically and mentally. The last part that I read is where like it gives you chills. It says on the physical level, staring at a bright computer screen for hours on end has been proven to cause poor vision and psychological, uh, psychological damage. Research also suggest, suggested that heavy usage of social media may lead to decrease in physical activity due to the fact that people are prone to spending more time inside and less outdoors. The last part, additionally, social media can be damaged to, damaging to our self-esteem as the content that we are exposed to is often very filtered and manipulated. Seeing these unreal, unrealistic images that are often posted by others can lead to feelings of inadequacy. Hmm. ChatGPT is like hitting all these hard topics like right on the head. Just, just hitting it right on the head. But here's the thing about it. Like if you think about it, I'm not sure if ChatGPT is receiving prompts from its creators or if it's learning from the questions it's being asked and also the information. Yeah, I've heard that it was, they were worried that it was learning. Yeah. And like it's, it's learning from it. And it's like, it's learning, but if there's more biased opinions out there that it's learning from, then it can become a biased source yeah, of information. Yeah. I like to think of it as being, you know, possibly getting to the point where it becomes an unbiased thing because it's, it's getting equal amounts from both sides and it's more so giving you a reality check. Like, yeah, it's bad for you. You shouldn't do social media. However, it is good for you because you can connect with people. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can you can feed it, you know, a, a deep question like that, and it'll give you an unbiased answer that's going to give you, you know, that option to make a decision whether or not okay, well, maybe I should do the right thing and just I'm gonna cut all my social media, yeah, and just talk to people on the phone normally. What or was just, the, sorry? Go, go ahead. ahead. No. What was the question you asked it? Uh, to write me an essay on uh, if, uh, why social media was bad. So you you asked specifically why is social media bad for you? Mm -hmm. And the entire first paragraph of that was why social media is actually good for you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, like James is saying, it is giving you both sides of the story. Um, and I think maybe if you had asked it the other way, so why is social media good for you? 
maybe it starts with the negative points yeah. and, and follows up That's with a theory. stronger yeah. argument for the positive interaction. And so maybe it is learning how to produce, even though it's giving you both biased, you know, unbiased information uh, from all different viewpoints, it's giving you the information in the order you kind of requested yeah. it. Yeah. And but, the way I'm kind of seeing it too is it's almost like a search engine. Like you can, you can put that question up on Google, right? And it's going to pop up with the first possible article, but you don't know where that article could come from. It could come from, you know, somebody leaning far left or somebody leaning far right mm-hmm. on that topic. And you don't know what kind of opinion you're receiving. Yeah. Whereas chat GPT is giving you the, the, the pros and the cons of both sides. So I think if they can keep that out of the hands of the people who want to, you know, control the general public and just leave that as an open source of information for people, it could, it could very well replace Google. I mean, you can even, I can ask chat GPT right now to write me C plus plus code on anything. I could be like, write me C plus plus code on something so simple as like, write me code for a program that opens and closes a disk drive on a computer. And it'll literally write me the code in C++. I could take that into Visual Basic on my computer, put it in, and then build it. Bam, I got a program. Double-click that program. My disk drive opens and closes. It's wild. I mean, I could use that for... I could take the code off of that and build video games with it if I wanted to. Yeah. I've asked to do that before because I had algorithms that I wanted to write for, for code for, for my game. And I was like, well, I don't know how to go about writing this algorithm. I, my brain couldn't comprehend it. And I was like, oh, write me this algorithm. And it wrote me the algorithm, and it worked. And I just all I did was copy the code, boop, threw it right into the, the uh, editor, and then it worked. I was like, that's I think we all crazy. Can, I think we all can admit that AI can do some incredible things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the idea of how do we keep ourselves out of it as far as uh, making, because obviously we're the ones creating it. Yeah. We just so can't. how do we keep the negativity out of it? How do we how do we keep a creator who wants to build some kind of AI device and in a year from now he has a program to start attacking people or doing harmful things? That's the issue. How do you keep bad people from making these products? Well, and that's another thing uh, that products already been made and the military uses it. They use it for their automatic sentry guns at weapon storage areas, believe it or not. And it'll identify targets based on the IR flasher on your helmet. Mm-hmm. If you're not wearing an IR flasher on your helmet, it's going to see you as a target. And that doesn't that doesn't necessarily bother me because our government military has done some questionable things. We all can admit to that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> where I would worry is they're trying to build these these little micro four foot AI robots that if you have the money you can pay for, and they'll come into your house and they'll kind of act as a personal assistant. They'll help clean things, you know, that, those kind of things. What what makes um, the the fear of that is what if I'm the creator, and I build this, and then in a year from now I have it set to start doing terrible things, like you can't keep the human you can't keep the human out of it. Yeah, and that that'll be a problem. Yeah, and it learns how to start creating more of itself. Do I do? Basically, yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Where else do you draw the line between? okay, AI is getting too smart. It's picking up on too many cues or it just keeps growing and expanding in knowledge. And is it going to just learn everything there is to know? Like, where does it stop? And where does that knowledge spill over into? I think it stops at human knowledge. Recreating itself. Because, I mean, if, well, I mean, the models now, anyways, the models now is like, it's only as smart as the humans that are, you know, that are uh, giving to it. Well, I'm not, I'm not, necessarily going like oh it's going to tell us how to get to mars in two minutes like it's not going to be able to tell us like extraterrestrial or yeah other universal yeah. aspects i'm saying like if this is able to dive into so much information anything that's available to humans in a, oh, in a book or anything in history right it's got to know everything like yeah. it's not just human knowledge now it's human knowledge from 800 bc it's mm. human knowledge from 3,000 years you never know um, you could ask it now, what, when did the dinosaurs roam the earth? It knows all about dinosaurs. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. But like, where do you draw the line and say, Hey, this knows too much. It's too dangerous. It can start feeding us information that we rely too much on. If we become relying on that, like we're relying on our cell phones, like how much does that hurt humanity? And I think that's, that's a good point. And it's like, we need to keep human emotion out of it. And that's, I think the, the main thing is to keep the human emotion out of it because I think once we give it the the information into human emotion, allow it to feel human emotion, mm-hmm. like you know, you know, uh, 
anger, you know, being afraid, stress, so on and so forth, that's when it could become an issue because a lot of the problems that we have today are human emotion. And I think as long as we keep that out of it, it could be a great source for us to use. And I think, you know, when it comes down to that information, we just can't feed it any of that negative information. And the second we start doing that, then I think that's when it could just, it could go rogue, you know, or just start spitting out. Yeah, that's the hard part. Bad information, yeah. Well, how do you stop? I mean, you asked a question earlier, what's bad about social media? And you literally asked a negative question, like what's bad about it? Mm -hmm. Like what if somebody asked, how do I kill my neighbor's loud dog? Or like (laughs) whatever it is, right? (laughs) I know exactly what it would say. It was like, we do not. Uh, condone killing a neighbor's dog, but if you're gonna do it, perhaps this is how we would do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, not, no, not not pointing just no. I don't want to do it because I might get put on a list somewhere. So. But that's the thing. Like, you could go into so many different. Like, people are gonna ask it ne- negative questions. Yeah, it's accessible Very. to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a topic that I could talk about all day for sure. Well, something I think a lot of people are kind of diving into now. There's been a lot of podcasts about it, and there's. TV shows and documentaries being pushed to the AI stuff. So I think it's a topic that's going to be around for a while. And as things progress and new technology hits the streets, I think people are going to start seeing a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something that I've dove into like super hardcore. I see the risk factors, but I see the risk factors and other things as well. Mm -hmm. Same thing for the cell phones that, you know, like Tim just kind of brought up, like cell phones are incredible that we have, but I think we all can admit they are a detriment that we have become so reliant on the phone. And I think that's can be said about just every little bit of technology that's been increased, but this takes it to a whole other level mm-hmm. because now you have the ability for something to almost turn against you mm-hmm. in some, in some weird way. I definitely spend a lot more time <laughs> on my phone now than I, I have in the past, especially like at night when I'm supposed to be in bed sleep and it's like, Oh, I'm going to catch up on the day, you know, let's pull up Facebook and, Oh, this person's doing this. Next thing I know, it's twelve thirty. I got to be at work at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, you know, like, like this sucks. This sucks. It start making my phone turn itself off at a certain <laughs> time or something. I don't know. Get rid of entirely. Well, it's kind of it. like uh, I watch all these shows all the time that talk about going off the grid mm-hmm. and disconnecting from the phones. And it sounds so, it sounds so amazing to like turn your phone off and go live off the grid i wouldn't survive more than more than a week but you see it all the time people will buy um they'll go out they'll build a little tiny home or something like that um and then they'll live off the grid and there's no way i think it's cool but you all know me i don't hunt i barely fish and i can only start a fire if i have accelerant in a lighter <laughs> you can't do a bow fire so they... <laughs> no no in, not at all in case y'all know kevin looks like a guy who can go out there and start a bow fire. it looks like i'm definitely a lumberjack but i'm lack thereof but i feel like um, you could definitely everyone can really benefit from time away from just the hustle and bustle <laughs> of everyday life right we're yeah. all on our phones we're all on computers we're all connected we're all watching tv uh, nobody's just sitting out reading a book or reading the newspaper like they used to. Everything's online now, right? Like everybody just accesses whatever information they need instantly through Google or chat, whatever it is, right? So we can all benefit from taking a step back and, and spending a weekend disconnected, which I think is a topic for a lot of different, you know, movies or whatever TV shows that are coming up and all. But how realistic is that for someone to actually live out a life right now disconnected? Like it's so hard. You can't have access to mobile banking, which is one of what I think would be one of the most important parts. Like I'm always on my banking app every day. Yeah. Somebody with USAA, that's all it is. I'm all online banking. There's no bank. There's no USA branch. I could just go in and be like, Hey, I want to take out a hundred bucks. I, mean, I, I go to an ATM, but I have never, ever written a check to pay my bills ever. Not one that's time. Some old, that's some old school stuff right there. I that, do have checkbooks though. Speaking, well, you got to have a checkbook. <laughs> yeah. How many times, how many checks have you written to? Uh, prop. Yeah. Probably. I used to like I, I used to like to write them out of out of sequence. That's what I used to like to do. When I got a checkbook, I would mess up the first one, and mess up the second one, and then I would skip the third one. So I'd always write them out of sequence. That was always fun. <laughs> my mom would always yell at me for that. She's like, "You're writing checks out of sequence. It's yeah, my checkbook. It's my, my parents, name on it." My parents would be like, "Oh, you're gonna have to learn how to balance a checkbook when you get older." I'm like, "Yeah, that yeah, no liars. <laughs> Our parents lied to I'm us. Open up my app on my phone yeah. and just see what I got in my checking account." Maybe. Yeah. 
Well, you you mentioned you were talking about going off grid, but you had a funny uh, question you asked the other day was if we could live in the tiny in a tiny house. I think it's really some people do it right. Like it's obviously a mainstream thing now to an extent. You've seen there's shows Tiny House Nation and all these different builders are doing tiny homes, and I mean every house in our neighborhood is a standard run of the well. I wouldn't say standard. Cookie cutter. It is cookie cutter, but it is definitely a full size house. And there are millions of neighborhoods just going up everywhere right now. Where are the tiny homes? Like there are communities of these things, right? Mm-hmm. But is. how realistic is it to actually think that you could live in one? And I brought it up a few minutes before the podcast that apparently Home Depot is selling tiny homes now. And Amazon. Like, really? Mm-hmm. So you could buy a house like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, you buy a little house. You put it on, I don't know, a quarter acre or 30 acres or 100 acres, whatever you want to put it on. But could you actually live in it? So in my, for for my family, (coughs) absolutely not. I've got three dogs, me and my wife, my daughter, when she comes to visit. Like we tried that. So Allie and I actually went to Greenville, South Carolina last year for our anniversary. And we stayed in a tiny home, like a kind of a, a glamping sort of thing, but it was a tiny home that we stayed in. Mm-hmm. It was me, her, Barney, and Dino, the two dogs, and uh, we actually I enjoyed it. It was it was nice because it was a nice getaway. Greenville's beautiful, loved Greenville, but it was just kind of a nice getaway. Everything was like nice and cozy, close by. Um, as a big man like me, like getting into certain spaces, like the toilet was a pain because I was like shoulder to shoulder, touching the wall which was kind of uncomfortable. Um, but I was actually reading a news article earlier today of this woman who was like, you know what? She had the money. She bought one of the tiny homes. She already had a house and land. She said, I'm going to put this tiny home in my backyard. And she had like four acres or something like that. Put the, the tiny home in her backyard, rented her house out, paid off her house that way. Just living out this hmm. tiny home out the back, just her and her little dog. I mean, if it's just you or maybe you and a significant other and maybe a little dog or something, I think 100% it's a possibility. I know Allie's friend is kind of doing the same thing. Her and her husband, and I think they have three kids now, live in a tiny home that's right next to her parents' house. Um, I mean, it's not connected to the house. It's like off the house a little bit, but they're all living there, and the kids go over to the parents' house, obviously, when I have to watch them. But they're doing that sort of thing. So the practicality of it's like, I mean, it can be practical. You just have to be very uh, minimalistic, I suppose. I did ask the question to my wife if we could do the tiny home thing, and she said she said yes, but she'd have to have her own tiny home, and I'd have to have my own tiny home, and then we'd have to have a hallway that connected. There, she's like, there's no way. She said, there's no way in hell I could stay in a tiny home with just us two. She goes, we would end up killing each other. Especially if you had Mexican for dinner. Very true. I think maybe like year one into the relationship, you know, that first year when you're together and like you just love everything is cute that you do. And then now we're going on like 12 or 13 years married and everything I do annoys her. You know, it's cute when you didn't load the dishwasher right year <laughs> one. I'm going on 13 years now and I'm still not loading that dishwasher correctly. She thought she'd have time to train we'll never, you. <laughs> we'll never load that dishwasher correctly. No, because it's a dishwasher. The, the ter- term is dishwasher. It's going to wash it. It doesn't matter if the fork is upside down. It don't matter if it's up, if it's down. Wait. It doesn't matter if the plate has a little bit of food on it. It's a dishwasher. You're going to come with a manual on how to load a dishwasher? No. Oh. If it did, I probably burned it when I had a fire pit. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Allie does the same thing. Tim, Tim wants to say something. Interjection. We're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make this a, a legit question for the podcast. I agree. Do you put your silverware in the dishwasher with the handle side up or the handle side down? Handle side down. And if I uh, need to put my own two cents into it, if you put it in with the uh, handle side down, you're still shit back. All right, hear me out. I can't deny I'm a sociopath. Because I do <laughs> typically put silverware handle side down. and But I'm also one of those people that tends to wash dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. So there's yeah, not a bunch of gunk that, and food and stuff. And we talked about this before about the disposal issue, right? Like We've been over this. but it, it he's Yes, he's been over this. But there's 
if my dishes don't have any food stuck on them or very minimal food stuck on them, then why do I need to put them in there one way or the other? Why does it matter? Why not put all the sharp things facing down? Well, the sharp things... Uh, Exactly what I'm yeah, so the knives, so like knives definitely go down. I don't ever put but, knives in a dish. But I do, I believe, like your butter knives and stuff. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I believe forks go down because it's disgusting if they're all up and then Tim or you reach into my dishwasher and you grab 17 different forks with your grubby, nasty little hands and then you, you yeah, that's, that's the disgusting part. I got, I must have got mixed up, didn't I? I said handle side down. You said I'm definitely handle side up. Everything is is each side down. So like when you just make sure we're following. So spoons down. Yes. Forks down. Uh, butter knives, of course, down. Uh, down. Now in this house, my wife is the opposite. Well, knives go down, of course, at safety. But forks up, spoons up. It's the same in my house. Everything up because that way it cleans it. But then when someone reaches in, they're grabbing 17 spoons or they're grabbing 17 forks. That's a disgusting part. Leads me to my next question. Do you guys do your butt napkins with the flap forward or the flap backwards? I've never actually cared about that at all. <laughs> toilet paper, half the time it's just like, Bro, like right everyone now. Everyone has a way. Like if you were like, it, it's literally on the back of the toilet. It's just sitting there. Like that's how I roll, dude. <laughs> I don't, I got too much to worry about how toilet paper that's sits. That's how I roll. <laughs> I got way too much good, stuff to worry pump. about. Bro, here's, here's what you do. It's always beard, not mullet, when it comes to toilet paper. Oh, God. It's always. It doesn't actually matter at the end of the day. Always. I mean, if you think about it, if, if you do the mullet, then the the next piece of toilet paper is is protected from anything that could splash out of the toilet onto it, so you're not wiping your butt with, like, Oh, my God. What kind of a toilet napkins? are you? What? How did this take a turn? <laughs> We were talking about tiny homes, and now all of a sudden we're talking about like stuff flashing. Well, t- like, now, how, how is your how are you splashing stuff up on your now, toilet paper? It's a very give him strong some credit. Stream. He was talking about how uncomfortably tight the toilet was in oh the tiny home, and if you're that close, the proximity to the toilet paper roll to the back of the toilet, everything is so tiny. It's just right there That's at you, one, man. One of the problems you got right there. <laughs> oh my god i can't think of a better right look this door. is perfect i need i needed a segue to close this episode out and we just found it we, we just we just found it <laughs> talk about a dark turn into toilets it does leave us to that'd be a topic for another episode tim i guess toilets and dishwashers well thank you guys for being on nick james you know the deal you got to sign us off Thanks, everybody, for listening. Y'all have a good night. Everyone enjoy the weekend. Get through the week first, and then the weekend. Oh, yeah, this Monday is nice. Peace out, guys.